Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the VCM Quick Strike for Monday, August 1st, 2022. Remember a little while back that there was the report that the European Union was investigating whether phones used by senior European officials had been hacked using software designed in Israel called Pegasus? Well, this from Reuters... The European Union has found evidence that smartphones used by some of its staff were compromised by Pegasus, a tool that was developed and sold to government clients by the Israeli surveillance firm NSO Group. The article goes on to say that though the investigation did not find conclusive proof that the EU staff phones were hacked, investigators discovered indicators of compromise, or IOCs, a term used by security researchers to describe that an evidence exists showing that a hack occurred. So this story is still unfolding. Stand by. We'll probably hear more about it in the coming days and weeks. Security Boulevard notes that cyber attacks against critical infrastructure has been quietly increasing, and they give several examples, many of which we've talked about before on this podcast. Uh, This past week, the Washington Post, for example, had reported on how the cyber war between Israel and Iran has has intensified. And that also, it points out, and we did talk about this, that the worldwide cyber actions are becoming less covert. They're not really spending much time trying to actually hide what they're doing. So, and of course, Russia and Ukraine, the cyber attacks are continuing. IBM had released a report called the 2022 IBM Cost of a Data Breach Reports, which covers all industries. And a quote from that report notes that concerns over critical infrastructure targeting appear to be increasing globally over the past year, with many governments, cybersecurity agencies urging vigilance against disruptive attacks. In fact, IBM's report reveals that ransomware and destructive attacks represented 28% of breaches amongst critical infrastructure organizations studied. And this highlights how threat actors are seeking to fracture the global supply chains that rely on these organizations. And also from Trend Micro, they had released a report a couple months ago, new research that said that 89% of electricity, oil, and gas, and manufacturing firms have experienced cyber attacks impacting production and energy supply over the last 10 months. Now, in this summary opinion piece, the question is asked if the big one is coming, just like the, as I've heard ever since I was a child, that there's going to be a big earthquake that's going to cause California to fall into the sea. Are we going to experience a really, really, really large cyber attack? And we don't know. But I always like these types of articles that take like individual elements of, just like data forms information, we have individual elements of items that are happening around the world, and then kind of tying them together into some sort of a trend. So it's a good article. Check it out. From Bleeping Computer, cyber spies use Google Chrome extension to steal emails undetected. So this is a North Korean-backed threat group. They're called Kim Sookie. It's using a malicious browser extension to steal emails from Chrome or Edge users reading their mail, really from any Chromium based web browsers. They list Chrome, Edge, and Whale here. This extension is called SharpExt, Sharp EXT, and can steal mail from Gmail and AOL accounts. When I saw AOL, I immediately thought of a quote from 
Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original Star Wars, A New Hope, where he says, Now that's a name I've not heard for a long time. I guess AOL is still around. Anyway, the malware directly inspects and exfiltrates data from a victim's webmail account as they browse it, and it takes advantage of the target's already logged in session to steal emails. And therefore, this remains undetected by the victim's email provider, thus making detection very challenging and, if not impossible. The end of the article notes that CISA has also issued an alert for this, and that URL is at the end of the article as well. And now from IronNet, their blog, they talk a little bit about their research about a new form of phishing as a service called Robin Banks, R-O-B-I-N, Banks. So a little play there as far as word meaning and name. They note that it's a phishing as a service or a FAS. I don't think I've ever heard that term before, but I may have. I'm just... I don't know about you, but I've a long time ago gotten burned out from all the blank as a service listings. I think it's way overused, but I understand why it's still used. Um, Phishing as a service platform that was first seen in March of 2022. They sell ready-made phishing kits to cyber criminals aiming to gain access to the financial information of individuals residing in the United States, the UK, Canada, and Australia. Now, in mid-June, IronNet researchers, they discovered a new large-scale campaign using the Robin Banks platform to target victims via SMS and email with the access, the goal of access, accessing credentials and financial information, in addition to Microsoft account credentials. So the primary motivation here is financial, but since it's asking for credentials, also Google apparently as well, after they land on the phishing landing page, it could also be used by more advanced threat actors looking to gain initial access to corporate networks for ransomware or other post-intrusion activities. So in particular, those of you who are financial institutions or work with financial institutions, you might want to keep an eye out for Robin Banks. The rest of the article has some decent detail with regards to attributes of the threat. Our old friend log for shell as we mentioned before, not too long ago, has not gone away. Well, according to this article from CSO, CISA has released IOCs for attacks exploiting Log4Shell in VMware Horizon and UAG. Specifically, from May through June of 2022, CISA provided remote incident report and an organization where CISA observed suspected Log4Shell PowerShell downloads. During that remote support, CISA confirmed this, that the organization was compromised by malicious cyber actors who exploited Log4Shell in a VMware Horizon server that did not have patches or workarounds applied. There's a link to the actual CISA report in the article. So if you're interested in finding out some details about the IOCs, go ahead and check that out. And then finally, I came across this from a LinkedIn post. It's a blog, actually. I believe the blog is called Cybersecurity News Websites. It's blogfeedspot.com. It's where it's hosted. And this is the top 45 cybersecurity news websites for information security pros. And it goes on to list what it feels are the top 45 sites. So just reading off a couple from the beginning, 
the Hacker News, We Live Security. I'm not familiar with that one. Dark Reading, Threat Post, Naked Security, Krebs on Security, Security Week, HelpNet Security, and it goes on. And many of these are are some that I will frequent and actually take what I find relevant and talk about it on the podcast. So I kind of try to distill through some of the noise out there to help you all out. But I got a few more thoughts about maintaining threat awareness, and I'll talk about those in 30 seconds. Do you struggle with maintaining threat awareness? Do, do you feel that there's just so much information out there, you don't know the best information to listen to, to consume? It seems like that we're bombarded with all these different channels. Back in, in, in my day, we had uh, news groups and even that seemed to be overwhelming. That was the, um, I guess it would be the the evolution from bulletin boards, which were used extensively in dial-up. And I think part of the reason why I'm thinking about dial-up is because of AOL. And for those of you who don't know what AOL stands for, it stands for America Online. It was at one point in time the premier method by which people would literally dial up to access the internet back in the early days of the commercial internet. But we went from that to all sorts of other ways to consume information. Twitter, LinkedIn, um, RSS feeds, different websites, emails, um, notification emails. Um, We have feeds that directly are machines talking to each other like sticks and taxi feeding into threat systems. We have now, Discord servers, which I, I'm, I have to be honest, I'm just getting into the idea of, of that. I haven't really stepped down that path because walking down these paths to try to figure out the best place to get information, let alone understanding what information you really need to know, is, is daunting. And we all have real jobs to do uh, during the day. And part of my job as a senior virtual CISO is to help my clients with threat awareness, which is really partially how this podcast started, at least the Monday and Friday episodes, is that as part of my job, I have to go out and maintain a level of threat awareness for my clients. And since I was already culling all this information and and thinking about what was important, and and I still do tweet and send out on LinkedIn and Facebook items of, of importance during the week, some of those then I'll talk about on the podcast. Now, those two sets are not are not completely the same. Um, some things I'll tweet out, I won't I won't talk about on the podcast, and then there'll be some things on the podcast that I don't tweet out. But for the most part, there's a lot of overlap in those two sets. I don't know if I have an answer for you, except that you have to find a happy medium medium about what really works for you. I think that in some ways, and I like to hope that my podcast is one of them, that podcasts really help because you can at least passively listen in as opposed to actively reading. Like you might be listening to this and today um, 
you might have heard something about uh, Pegasus, for example, and you're like, oh, you know, I've, I've heard that term Pegasus before. I think I need to actually look up what that is. And so you might get into the office, whether that means after you park your vehicle and walk up to your office or you close the office door with your coffee while you're still in your pajamas and sit down at your desk. But regardless, a commute is a commute. You get there and you use that knowledge to like look it up. And it might be something that you don't think is relevant relevant by that point in time. I used to say that one of the reasons why I like following information security folks on LinkedIn is because when they post stuff, they have most likely already vetted it and make it, which makes me aware that somebody else of my peers thinks that this is important. Now, one of the things that I don't care for is when somebody just posts an article. I'd like to know a little bit about why are you posting this? So when I post, I'll usually extract a quote from the article or I'll have a one sentence opinion about the article or both. But at least what I'm trying to do is to tell you not just the what, but the so what. I've said that before here. This is why I'm sharing this with you, because I think it might be important. Like there was one from the Epic Times this past week about legislation that passed in the House of Representatives. And my note on the top of that was that that it was pretty much by strong bipartisan. And and the reason why I said that was to emphasize the fact that at least when it comes to information security items, it seems like that we have one of those rare things in government, which is agreement among opposing philosophies and parties. So information security awareness, you need it to do your job. You need it to help your clients, whether you have many and you're a consultant or you have one and you have a job. Because if, if, if you're employed, you're, you're still a consultant with a client to one, just getting paid a little bit differently. But it's your job as security professionals, no matter what stage of the ladder or what part of the field that you're in, to maintain that awareness so that you can do your job more effectively. And I hope in some little way, shape or form that I'm helping you with that. If you have any suggestions for me, I'm always listening, always want to learn more, always can do better. Till next time, stay secure.